1: I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience.
0: Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War
2: Room. Here's your host,
0: Stephen K. Vann. It's Saturday 2 September in the year of our Lord, 2023. You're in the War Room. Um... We have a special today called The Trial of Ken Paxton. That's going to start when everybody returns from this holiday weekend. And by the way, just for program, we got a fantastic special, well, fantastic special today on The Trial of Ken Paxton. This impeachment going on in the great state of Texas. Another, as you know, for our longtime viewers and listeners, um, we always do a Labor Day special. and We've got an incredible Labor Day special set up on Monday want everybody to turn it. We are working on Labor Day with our entire team in Denver and in uh, our production team here. We've got a lot of different folks on. You're going to love the show. Kind of homage to working men and women throughout this country. And also the, about building the alternative patriot economy, which is one of the themes of Monday's show. Two things. I said we weren't going to get bogged down. I, I committed to this audience. We're not going to get bogged down in the in the um, the day-to-day, back-and-forth on this lawfare and these uh, all of this is coming up against President Trump because they're trying to use that to divert our energy and divert our resources and time. We're going to cover the important things. One of the reasons we're spending so much time in Georgia is the Georgia situation speaks to larger issues about what's going on in this country and about opportunity costs and where people are focused on what's actually happening in these communities Uh, at the same time, they're putting a massive amount of resources And basically stopping not just President Trump, but the Trump movement, because remember, in Georgia, it's not just President Trump it's a RICO charge. It's got 18 patriots, you know, citizens, average citizens uh, who um, who questioned the election. And remember, the state of Georgia was stolen. That is absolutely not even a debate anymore. Uh, And they're rolled up now for felonies. And you've seen how they treated Harrison Floyd and the whole crowd down there. Something that really hasn't gotten as much attention in the nation as it should is what's happening in the great state of Texas. And Texas is not only one of the leading states in this union, uh, but a powerhouse throughout the world. You know, California and Texas and and really New York are almost countries in and of themselves, their economies, their vibrancy, the the, the robust nature of, of what they bring. And of course, Texas with its history and the, uh, the toughness and grit of the citizens of Texas and what they've made that great state, uh, given the, the, the tough history they've had, is, is an extraordinary example of the American experience. But what's happening in Texas and what has happened in Texas is, is, a, is a manifestation of what's happened to this republic. There you have a political class, the Bushes, that run the deal. And remember this is the same Bush family that, in uh nineteen eighty nine at the at the very moment that the Lao bai Jing stood up and revolted against a uh, a murderous dictatorship running China, Deng Xiaoping and the Chinese Communist Party, and Deng was really the heir to mao right heir to Mao when they were on their back foot and about to be crushed after a explosion of the liberty and freedom movement, every bit as compelling as the patriots in our nation in 1773, 1774, and 1775. They actually built a, a papier-mâché, the students at the Art Institute in Beijing, on about, I don't know, the 20th day of the revolt in Tiananmen Square. and Tiananmen Square is right outside the Forbidden City, right? It's this magnificent, massive square out there built from ancient times um, outside the Imperial Palace. When the Empress of, uh, of uh, Liberty, which was a – or uh, the Goddess of Liberty, which was a – as close to recreation as they get a Statue of Liberty, when that was brought out is when the authorities – said, and, and, and it became an international symbol immediately. Deng Xiaoping and these guys said, we, we've got a problem here. We've got to put this down. We can't tolerate it anymore. And they brutally massacred. I don't know. If you talk to people internal to China, the official number I think is 3,500, 4,000. The true number is probably 40 or 50,000 throughout the nation because they hit other places but Tiananmen. But itself, it was murderous. And while the blood was still, had not been dried off uh, the bricks of the uh, of the grounds there, uh, Bush 41 sent over General Scowcroft to say, we've got your back. We've got the regime's back. You've got to make some changes, but we're going to bring you into the World Trade Organization. We're going to bring you the Bush Hunter-backed. The mur- most murderous dictatorship in the history of the world for economic purposes. And the rest, as we say, is history. Today, the, uh, the uh, corruption and crime, authoritarian rule, the social credit stores, all of it. China stand right now is on a, a, a precipice with a new regime in Washington trying to bail it out, and the oligarchs on Wall Street trying to bail it out. As they're leading the BRICS efforts to try to destroy The United States dollars, we've talked about so much in the show and we will get into later when we talk about what the Bush family did to bail out the Chinese Communist Party. But if you look down at the current issues that face this republic, one of the most important is the invasion of our nation. And if you look at the great state of Texas, they're taking the brunt of it. As much as it's hit Arizona and California, it's Texas, the Rio Grande Valley, South Texas. They've taken the brunt of it. And now you're starting to get some evidence and some people starting to do things because why? Because the grassroots in Texas are saying, hey, if, if Biden, these guys are creating apps for the cartels and if they're if they're exacerbating this and they're we don't need any more laws. They're not enforcing law. In fact, they're doing the exact opposite. And you have these what the colonias down outside of Houston. You have now these hundreds of thousands of, of, of where illegal aliens are settling and they're they, they got their own rule of law. They've got they're outside the judicial system. The citizens of Texas are standing up. And in all this, with an invasion going on and everything against the Constitution that the Biden regime's doing, and then you've got the situation with the schools, you've got the whole situation with the grooming situation, you've got everything happening at one time. Where are the priorities of the Bush elites in their home state of Texas. Is it sorting this mess out? Is it is it? Uh, standing up in, in in support of liberty and freedom and defiance of this illegitimate regime in Washington, D.C.? No, it is not. An individual, and this is why it's much, it, it's just like Trump's individual fate is tied up now in the destiny of the republic, only third time it's happened. General Washington and the revolution, the founding of the nation, Abraham Lincoln and the run-up and then the execution of the Civil War, and now Donald J. Trump are one, individual's fate is inextricably linked to the destiny of the nation. So it is in Texas. You know, Ken Pax has been in the conservative movement down there for many years. He's attorney general. He was the first guest I think we had on here after Biden took the oath of office, oath of office on 20 January 2021, where Ken Pax, attorney general, said, look, where the Biden administration uh, comports with the Constitution of the United States, we will accept that and work with them uh, to make uh, to, to execute what they're the administration, execute uh, what uh what went on, although Ken Paxson was the leader of saying, "Hey, this thing was stolen, one of the leaders but says we 'll we'll compare that, but where it 's against the Constitution, Texas will lead the nation in fighting that, and that 's what you had so now we 're in a situation that when we return from Labor Day weekend, Ken Paxon 's on trial in the Senate of Texas. I want everybody to understand that Ken Paxon is on trial to be impeached, he's already been impeached by the House, he's now on trial in the Senate. And this is much more important than just Texas. This speaks to this fight between the the, the unipartied moneyed class of money and power in the populist grassroots movement in this nation, a liberty movement, a movement made up of patriots that's saying we cannot continue to run things like they've been run. Because not only are we destroying the United States of America as a republic, we're destroying individual states. So we've got a number of guests that are at the tip of the spear in that fight to explain to us what the, 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 the details of what's going on. But then the broader themes of why this is important and why we must pay attention to this when they want us diverted to every other thing, to every other shiny toy. I want to bring in Tony. By the way, I got Jonathan Stickland. I've got a whole host and Jonathan's helped us put this together. He was on the other day. But I want to start with Tony McDonald, a lawyer down in Texas. Tony, can you just tell us specifically what is it? Walk us through the impeachment process in the state. There are many, many of our viewers. We've had Jonathan and some of the grassroots leaders on. But I think a lot of the audience is still kind of what's going on. Paxson's a good guy. How in the hell is he being impeached, and why are they spending their time and resources on this when the state of Texas is being invaded like at no time in the history of our nation, sir?
3: Yeah, I mean essentially you have thirty one senators in the Texas Senate, and they have a decision to make, um, and that decision is is consistent with the same theme that you're hammering you know on your program it's are the grassroots are the voters are the people who elect uh, their elected representatives, their public servants, are they in charge, or is there some class, a deep state, uh, the, you know, the, the, the old uh, Bush regime in Texas, are they still in charge of this government against what the people have chosen? The people chose Ken Paxton in the most recent election. Um, that election was a nasty fight. I mean, there was a ton of money in that fight, and he had opponents, and they talked about all of these allegations and rumors and innuendo and, and all of this. But at the core of it, at the base of it, was that Paxton had investigated a business deal where there was alleged political corruption by the FBI and political corruption by uh, the Department of Public Safety, the Texas Rangers. And everybody thinks Walker, Texas Ranger, but this is essentially the Texas FBI. And so You know, that's at the core of it. And I've I've basically said, look, this is what happens when you go after the FBI, when you investigate the people who see themselves as the investigators, when you investigate the people who think they're in charge. And so it is this choice. It's this political choice in the Texas Senate. Thirty-one senators are going to go in there, and they have a, a, a number of ways to resolve this. But ultimately, they're going to make a choice and say, okay, this has been dumped on our lap. And are we going to remove the elected attorney general who the voters approved, you know, knowing all of these, you know, all of this context and all of things that have gone on? Are we going to remove this attorney general or are we going to respect the will of the voters? Are the voters in charge or is somebody else in charge of this state? So that's the choice. Now, procedurally, this thing started in the Texas
0: House. T- Tony. Tony, Tony, hang on. We're we're going to take a I got off of my rant and went a little too long. So we're going to go to commercial break. Okay. I'm going to bring you back. Uh, and of course, we've got the great Jonathan Stickland is going to join us and many other people involved in this in Texas. Like I said, I want everybody to understand what's happening in Texas is a manifestation of what's happening in this country. It's important for the state of Texas, important for our movement. But it's also important for this republic. Short commercial break. We're going to be in our war room special. The trial of Ken Paxton next.
2: Get thee behind me, Satan, for I commanded him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Yeah. Get thee behind me, Satan. see myself the demons that were in me had turned me wrong side out I knew inside my soul I was headed straight for hell but I couldn't for my life figure how to help myself and I said get deep behind me sin, for I commanded in the name of Of the you get deep behind me soon For I command
0: You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. War room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Mann. Okay, Tony, so you're going to walk us through procedurally. Walk our audience through so our, our audience likes the details and likes to be smart. Walk through procedurally what's going to happen here.
3: Sure, yeah. So, you know, this all started in the Texas House of Representatives. The Texas House of Representatives is given the power to impeach. And then the question is okay, are you going to uh, convict or remove uh, Attorney General Paxton? So the initial kind of charging action is in the House, and then the 31 senators vote on whether to, to affirm that, same as you see in Washington, D.C. Or, or elsewhere. Um, it started in the Texas House, uh, secret hearings in a secret committee you ask how does this happen in texas well you know effectively there's a coalition of republicans and democrats who dominate the texas house the grassroots have made great strides over the last you know decade uh in terms of taking more control of their state government but they don't have control right so you have this this house that um you know, is is contrary to them and works against them. So it comes out of the Texas House in this Democrat-Republican coalition, many, many Republican dissenters to it, goes over to the Senate. Um, What's going to start off here with this uh, trial in the Senate, the senators have to make a choice on a a whole host of... uh, Motions. So there's motion practice, just like any trial, just like any trial I would go, you know, represent a client in. You have motion practice, like motions for summary judgment, motions to dismiss, uh, motions to dismiss certain articles of the impeachment, that sort of thing. And these senators are going to have that choice. Um, the reality is the pleadings that you've seen from the House. I mean. The, the pleadings from the House would make a, you know, Soviet show trial prosecutor blush. It's just this bluster. It's these, you know, it's a tell this story, but it's not really legalistic. They even come in at one point and they're like, oh, you know, you have to go to trial because he knows what he did. You know, it's like you would never see this kind of garbage in a real court. But you're seeing it here because it is a political trial with 31 political actors. So these senators have to make a choice. You know, are they going to move forward with this trial at all? Um, they could dismiss it up front, and I think that is, quite frankly, the correct legal thing to do. Um, but if they allow the trial to go on, you're going to see a trial that will last. You know, I would say it's it's um, you know it's going to look maybe 100 hours I think per side. So you're talking a couple weeks, two or three weeks. Of evidence with with witnesses and and back and forth and cross-examination. And then ultimately, again, the senators will make their choice. So, you know, it it is complicated. There's plenty of procedure, but ultimately it's these senators have to make a choice. Are they going to accept this action by the House that was done in secret and dumped on their lap at the last minute on Memorial Day weekend? Or are they going to... You yeah, and, uh, know, and, and move forward and evaluate. or they are they going to, to kick it back and reject it, which is which is a clear legal choice?
0: You see, I think what people are shocked in what you're saying, and I want to make sure people around the country understand this, is that because people look to Texas as kind of the uh, one of the backbones or foundational elements of just not the conservative movement, but MAGA and, and President yeah. Trump always went in big down there. Uh, when you say there's a coalition between Democrats and Republicans, are these establishment Republicans, is this the reason that nothing seems to happen with the invasion of the southern border? I mean, people are kind of shocked at what's happening in Texas. and It looks like the political class is not taking any action. But when you say that there's actually a combination of Democrats and Republicans that kind of had this almost Stalinist uh, movement to impeach him in the House working together, I think people are shocked. But what, is, what is that about?
3: Well, there was a great uh, a documentary put out, one of my clients put out a, a documentary recently called The Texas Heist, and they described it as a heist. It's, it's a, a group of Republicans who, for their own personal interest, um, are working with the Democrats to put themselves in power and to put the Democrats in a position of power. And you know, you go ask people in the Republican grassroots, you go ask, I think you may hear from Matt Rinaldi, who's the party chair, great party chair, grassroots guy. He says, do the Democrats run the Texas House? Yeah, the Democrats run the Texas House. You know, conservatives certainly don't run the Texas House. And so while it is true, Texas is a bastion for MAGA. Texas is a bastion for freedom in this country. The Republican grassroots in Texas are amazing people. And they have, a, a heck of a voice. They've got their guy as attorney general. They have other elected officials in the state who are good people who have gotten elected to significant roles. But they're they're not in unilateral control of the state. I mean, by no means. You have still these vestiges of power that date back to the time when this was a 100% Democrat state and the Republicans met in the phone book uh, phone booth. So. Um, that's how it happens. It's simple uh, uh, coalition politics uh, in in the texas house uh, this this establishment Republican group has controlled that, and they have controlled it for you know more than a decade now.
0: can you before you go, I want to go back to this original investigation you said that triggered all this that that there's an investigation. Of the Texas DPS, which most people would think would be the Texas Rangers, but you said they really have turned into the Texas FBI. Can you just give us some details? What sure. was Paxton investigating, and why? Why were? Why was the Republican establishment so upset about that? That's what the Attorney General is supposed to do, isn't he?
3: Yeah. Well, so um, there's, and it, the details are, are kind of obscure to some degree, but it's it's what happened in that. Premised on the impeachment is premised entirely on this idea that this uh, nonprofit foundation that invested in some business real estate deals in Austin was in the right, and the guy that they invested in was bad guy. Okay, that's the premise of the whole thing. But there's a whole alternative premise, and there's really interesting facts on that. They're in the file, they just don't get highlighted. Where you have potential serious corruption by the FBI and by Texas DPS, Texas Rangers, which is basically the Texas FBI, coming in to advantage people who are connected to a nonprofit to then try and basically steal real estate deals and steal money from real estate deals. And that happens in real estate all the time. I mean, developers have their deals stolen out from under them all the time. It's a whole back and forth that goes on in real estate. And so... You know, the premise is Paxton's bad because he's investigating this and he's taking the side of the one guy and he's not taking the side of the foundation. But there's, there's a lot of mixed facts there. So when you look at it, you go, wait a second. You know, Paxton, there's no evidence Paxton believed he was in the wrong or, or wasn't in the right. So it's going in and investigating something like that. And the, the, the premise is that the FBI or the DPS could be bad guys. Um, I accept that. I understand that that certainly can be the case. I don't think I think your your listeners, your viewers, understand that that can be the case. But the, you know, to the establishment, that's anathema. No, they can never be the bad guys. They're the good guys. And so that's the whole premise of this uh, impeachment: is Paxton's bad because he came in uh, under a premise that maybe the FBI or or the DPS did something wrong in this whole real estate saga.
0: Uh, Tony, how do people follow you on social media and how do people get to your client's movie, The Texas Heist, because it's quite uh, enlightening. I think people will be shocked if they
3: watch it. Yeah. So uh, Texas a lot of stuff there. They're the publisher of The Texas Heist. You can Google The Texas Heist. I'm sure it'll pop up. Um, I'm on uh, X uh, Twitter, formerly Twitter, X dot com uh, as tweet Tony Mack. Uh, and so I occasionally have a few things to say. So I'm um, young. Check me out there.
0: We'll put it up, make sure everybody get a ton of followers today on, on Twitter, yeah. formerly known as X. Tony McDonnell, thank you, brother, for making this at least a beginning of our journey here to understand this. Is Jonathan Stickland, our brother Stickland up? Jonathan, give me some context. We've got a couple of minutes on this side of the break. We've got some other grassroot, great grassroots leaders going to join us. But you've been at the tip of the spear of this fight. What is this about? I mean, people are kind of shocked, particularly people on the show that see Ken Paxton as the— you know the 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 one of the leading, if not the leading, Attorney General of of challenging the Biden regime for everything they're trying to do that, to break the Constitution, sir.
1: Yeah, it is shocking, and it's it's shocking to everyday uh, voters here in Texas too, because again, they overwhelmingly uh, supported Ken Paxton, and uh, we've got a new poll that is coming out on Monday um, that we are going to be releasing, and 94% of the voters that we have polled know everything that is going on. And, overwhelmingly, they are still supporting Ken Paxton. In fact, a mass majority, 52 percent of the people, want all of the charges dismissed immediately. They don't want to go through this political theater. They don't want to allow the establishment and the rhinos a chance to uh, turn this into some kind of clown show. They want the Senate to go in there. They want them to dismiss it. And they want Attorney General Ken Paxton back in office Nobody's really talking about that, Steve, but right now he's not in office. So we have the Biden administration literally running the entire show. That office is essentially not functioning for everyday Texans. And we've had um, lawsuits that are proceeding through the Supreme Court, um, all kinds of just day-to-day stuff that Ken Paxton was doing for us. He is currently not. So mass majority of Texans, want this thing to end immediately, and the mass majority of Republican primary voters still support Ken Paxton.
0: Before we go to break, you got about a minute. I think one of the most shocking things, because we're seeing at, at the local level in Texas, what we're seeing at the national level with Mitch McConnell and the Uniparty supporting the Biden regime, particularly on their spend, right. this out-of-control spending is it true? I mean, Tony laid out something I think shocked our audience. Is there a cabal of Democrats working with establishment Republicans that essentially control the House in uh, yes. in Texas?
1: 100 percent. It's it's funded by old uh, Bush-era regime donors, a uh, specific group called Texans for Lawsuit Reform. And people need to understand that uh, literally George P. Bush himself ran against Ken Paxton – Um, and got slaughtered in the last election. The voters said, we're done with the Bushes. We don't want this globalist agenda anymore. We want a true conservative. We want America first patriot. And these guys just won't give up. Um, So we're definitely still fighting them on a daily basis. They are funding, orchestrating, and have been pushing this thing with the help of the Democrats.
0: Uh, If you can just hang on for a second, Jonathan, we're going to take a short commercial break here in the war room. We're going to return to the larger themes of what this actual impeachment of Ken Paxson means. What does it mean for the nation? And how are the grassroots that put Ken Paxson in against George P. Bush, what are they doing in this fight? This is a microcosm of the fight to save this republic. Where is it taking place? In the Republic of Texas. Back in a moment to the Longhorn State. You should choose an air purifier like your life depends on it, because it just might. More than 35,000 wildfires have devastated the U.S. this year. The toxins and particles in wildfire smoke can penetrate our lungs and threaten our health. That's why EnviroClean's developed military-grade air purification for your home. And they just announced their biggest sale of the year. Save a massive 30% off during their Labor Day sale. Do it today. Get the benefits of the sale. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Jonathan, and I would like you, I appreciate it. You've helped organize so much down in Texas. I want to talk about what you're doing down there, and you've helped us organize this also, this special, the trial of Ken Paxton, because it's going to be up on us when we come back from the holiday weekend. It kind of starts with the motions. I'll start on, um, I guess, on Tuesday. Go back. I just want you to hit rewind to make sure the audience understands this. The 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 um, the next since Jeb didn't work out, the next in the lineage of the next, the third generation Bush presidency was going to be George P. Bush. That's where the, all the hopes right. of the family rested. And, and yeah. he got absolutely blown out of the water with the entire Bush apparatus and back in Texas, got blown out yeah. of the water by the grassroots movement, the Trump movement, MAGA populist nationalist that said, no, we want a Ken and We don't want this globalist thing to continue. Was the bad blood there? Is that what started? Did they say, hey, you may have beat us the first time with this kid, but we're going to come and get you anyway? Is that where this thing started?
1: Yeah, it it definitely started there. This, This goes back even further when Ken was in the Texas House fighting against the Rhino establishment. There had been you know, kind of the, the end of the political kingdom of the Bush regime here in the Texas legislature. And, frankly, since Ken started his public service, he's been uh, going after the rhinos and pulling the Overton window to the conservatives and to the grassroots. They don't like that. It definitely escalated when he went head-to-head with the chosen one, George P. Bush. Um, we saw an incredible amount of money pour in from Florida and you know the old Bush havens of, of support around the country, uh, the globalists, um, they understood that our entire political dynasty is on the ballot. And here in Texas, every single voter knew that, too. It's like the, the empire trying to strike back here and maintain that one little bit of power that they had, and they got crushed. Um, the money didn't matter, the tens of millions of dollars, the establishment media um, firing every shot they had. Again, everybody knew about this stuff with Ken Paxton, these allegations that they're trying to uh, turn into something that it's not. This was broadcast to every single Texan, and it was Bush family against America first, and I, I think they got 22 percent of the vote, the Bushes. So I think their feelings got hurt. Um, all of their plans, the entire dynasty has started to crumble and the only way that they had to get back in was the sham impeachment, where it only mattered what a handful of turncoat Republicans and the Democrat Party thought about it.
0: When, when, when people, particularly conservatives or Republicans, that watch Fox, they see Carl Roval all the time. And, he, you know, he's, yeah. he's uh, one of the consigliers to the Bush apparatus. Mm-hmm. I think the yep. people that are not in Texas, they assume that the Bushes – are still the politically dominant force down there. And, yeah. and uh, we've had a lot of grassroots people, and I think our audience is pretty savvy on it. But how does the bo- – if, if the, he, the kid only got 22 percent, go back right. to what Tony McDonald said. Walk me through how they control the House in, in a cabal of Democrat. I mean how could that possibly work, that they, a little group of elitist or, yeah. or globalist – work with Democrats to control a a, particularly a state. This is not like some, you know, one of the smaller states. This is Texas. I I could make an argument that Texas, even more than California, is the single most important state in this union, sir.
1: Well, certainly Texans would agree with that. We're a very proud people, but they still control things through money and the establishment institutions. um, Some of the think tanks, that's where their power is. But they can't win an election, Steve. Um, They keep going with this open borders policy and this one-size-fits-all approach to public education and all all the different establishment things that they've been doing. They want open borders. These are the same group of people that gave in-state college tuition to illegals, turned on all the magnets that have created the problem down at the border, which everyday Texans are dealing with on a regular basis. They cannot win an election. So they have to play a different game. They play an insider game. And what we've seen over the last couple of years is they've actually started to throw some of their political power and definitely their money towards the Democrat party, because that's where they find the easiest ally. So in the Texas House, you've got 115 members of the legislature. So your magic number is 76. When you start off with a group of Democrats in the 60s, then you're only talking about needing a dozen turncoat Republicans who wanna be on the winning side, okay? And so that's where the math starts. That's what conservatives have been fighting against. You know, you just get a couple of people like John Cornyn, old Bush regime, and all of a sudden they've got a governing majority. That is how we have gotten a a very middle-of-the-road speaker in Dade Phelan, Um, not an America First guy, not a conservative, handing out literal chairmanships of important committees to sitting Democrats in the legislature. So imagine you are in Red State, Texas, home of the MAGA movement, love Donald Trump, and we have Democrat chairman in the Texas House of Representatives. It's come from this governing coalition of the Democrats and the Bush regime fighting against the people.
0: See, this is something I think now people are even more shocked, but I want to get down to it. They can't figure out, they understand what the Biden regime is trying to do with our sovereignty, destroy our sovereignty. What nobody could figure out is why Texas authorities have been so slow to move. Are you saying that the Bush apparatus, these globalists in their control of Texas, they've been open borders also?
1: 100%. I don't think you can come to any other conclusion because you look at the policies that they have been doing. Um, We still don't have mandatory E-Verify. We're still giving out taxpayer-funded benefits to illegals everywhere, the cost on our county hospitals where you can go and get free healthcare as an illegal, all billions of dollars has been funded, funneled into this system and funding this activity, which breeds a situation where people feel like they're welcome. They're coming over here, they've got a welp- welcoming committee with Biden's uh, border patrol down there, and then Texas has set up all these different institutions where you can make it happen as an illegal. And uh, what it has done is, is, you know, obviously destroyed our border, destroyed our sovereignty, and it's hurting everyday Texans. It's completely distorted our markets. Um, crime has gone up. Um, you, you just go down the list. And I, I, I don't think that anybody who is honestly looking at it can say they're anything other than globalists who want no real border, because that's the policies that they've been pushing.
0: uh Jonathan, I'm going to ask you to stick around, if you wouldn't mind, at least for a few minutes. I want to bring in now two grassroots leaders, Fran Rose and Julie McCarty, join us from True Texas. I'll start with with Fran. Fran, give me the grassroots perspective on what's happening down there, because a lot of information. I think it's one of the uh, providential things about this trial, because there's a whole raft of, of conservatives and grassroots leaders and MAGA people that have been very confused about what in the hell's wrong with Texas, given it's the basically the foundational element of the MAGA movement. So from a grassroots perspective, what's going on?
4: Well, Steve, we have just never seen the grassroots as fired up and as angry about anything as they are about the impeachment of Ken Paxton. Um, Whether you love him or hate him, we are up in arms about the process. Uh, It was rushed. It was done in secret. Uh, Basic rules of law were not followed. And it it basically feels like a total sham. And I personally am very concerned about what it's going to mean for our future if this impeachment goes forward. Uh, If they can do this to Ken Paxton without any evidence, without any sworn witnesses, uh, then They'll do it to anybody that, that is on the other side. Who's going to be next? Is it going to be Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick? Maybe it's going to be Sid Miller. I don't know. But it, it puts us at, at a huge risk, and the grassroots here are really mad.
0: Fran, take a second before I go to Julie. Take a second. Just uh, go back to what you said, that they brought up all these false charges. that kind of came out of nowhere Walk us through, I mean, what was the process for that? And and how did this catch people? I remember, I think it was over Memorial Day weekend. It kind of looked like it came out of nowhere. How were they able to pull that off?
4: Well, I think they pulled it off because it was all started in secret. The General Investigating Committee is the one that held the uh, initial investigations and it was all done in secret without the knowledge of the other members of the House. Uh, The public was not informed. So they did this investigation where they did not swear in witnesses. The only people they talked to were the investigators themselves. So uh, any evidence that they're presenting is actually hearsay. It's, it, there's no fact-based evidence there. Uh, then they presented this report to the members of the House on Labor Day weekend, gave them 48 hours to read the report, make a decision, and, and then they were calling for the vote. Um, there was a lot of pressure applied to many of these people who resisted pressure by leadership. And, um, you know, thank goodness some of them did push back, but not enough to win the day.
0: Oh, by the way, I think that was Memorial Day weekend. Uh, this is Labor Day. The trial's going to start, but I think it was Memorial Day when the House came back. Julie McCarty, uh, your perspective on all this as a grassroots leader, ma'am.
5: Absolutely. So, um, you know, We've been doing this True Texas Project for 14 years. So it's not our first rodeo. We've been fighting the um, the establishment GOP for years. Um, and we're always telling them, fight harder, fight harder. Look how dirty the Democrats play. And we just take it, like, time and time again. And I know everybody across the nation that has their own stories about their own states doing these things. And now, finally, You know, the GOP is is actually doing something that the Democrats tend to do, except they're doing it against our own people. It makes no sense. So uh, yeah, the grassroots are madder than they've ever been. And I think what the GOP expected was that um, as usual, people will get mad and then there'll be another news cycle and they'll forget about it and they can just skate right through. But you know, we've got our list of the dirty dozen. We've got candidates, we're running against them. We've got billboards across the state. People are mad, we're showing up in Austin, when they start the the trials, um, and so I mean, any grassroots that are listening to this, I would just say you got to you got to keep that passion. You got to stay mad. You've got to get involved. You've got to contact your senator and tell them absolutely not. This is not okay, and I will work against you if you continue the sham.
0: And and look, I want to hold you guys through the break, and and, and Jonathan Stickland, will come back and ask some of the polling just before we go to break. Um, you defeated the grassroots defeated, and I think there was forty one million dollars of negative ads against Ken Paxton in the election. You guys defeated the the chosen one, George P. Bush. I think only got a third a third of the vote or twenty five percent of the vote. Is the is the even if you win the votes, the establishment is still going to come after you with lawfare? Is is that what people? Is that what the grassroots or conservatives, the MAGA movement in Texas, have to just come to grips with that they're going to? Any means necessary to destroy the populist movement, ma'am?
5: I think absolutely, and and that's something that we never should um, quit paying attention to. They're always going to come after us. You know, you you have to always constantly be fighting for your liberties. Um, even when this trial is over, there will be something else. We we have to stay engaged. That's why True Texas Project is here. That's why we've been here for 14 years, and we're not going away because somebody has to hold these people accountable.
0: Where do they go? Before we go to break, I want you guys to hold, but where do they go? Where do people go right now to find out more about True Texas, the True, True Texas Project?
5: TrueTexasProject.com. We've got links to all of our social media. We've got tons of information, videos. So.
0: Fantastic. Okay, we're going to keep these two grassroots leaders are going to stick with us. Johnson Stickland going to come back in. He's got a poll that's going to be released on Labor Day He's got some pretty shocking results in it. We're going to get to all of that. Short commercial break. Back in the war room on our special, The Trial of Ken Paxton. We'll be back in a moment. Everything's just beginning. For the games you want to play.
2: Bring it on and fight to the end. Just watch and see. It's all started. Everything's begun. And you are over. Because we're taking down the CCP
0: okay imagine you're at your doctor's office your doctor glances up from the chart and says and i quote hey whatever you're doing keep it up end quote now that's the field of greens better health promise check out this customer testimonial he said and i want to quote here I've been taking Field of Greens, and this is the second time my doctor has danced into the room praising my blood results. Credit where credit is due. Thanks, Field of Greens. End quote. Now, each fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected for a specific health benefit. Some support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidneys. Others support metabolism for healthy energy and weight loss. If you're busy... If you don't get enough exercise, if you eat too much fast food, take Field of Greens. Look, Field of Greens can't promise your doctor will dance into your room, but they can promise at your next checkup, your doctor will notice you improve health or you get your money back. Let me repeat that. You get your money back. I trust Field of Greens for my health, and you can too. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. Take action today. Use your agency, fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon, and get the better health promise.
2: War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
0: Okay, welcome back. Um, This is our Saturday special we're dealing with this trial that's going to start next week, I guess, in the state of Texas about uh, Ken Paxton, who's one of the uh, biggest uh, members of the conservative movement throughout the country. And it's really extraordinary what's going on there. Jonathan uh, Stickland, can you come back? You guys have done some polling and, and people you should tell what your group is. You guys have done this polling. The polling's going to be, be, out, be out on Monday, Labor Day. Uh, who's your group? What have you guys been doing to organize to defend Paxton? And then tell me about the polling.
1: Yeah. We're, we, uh, we've got a political action committee called Defend Texas Liberty. Um, we're one of the biggest spenders. We consider ourselves the counterweight to the establishment and the Bush regime in elections, um, again, with this Paxton trial being one of the biggest things um, facing the state and really the country right now on the way whether this is going to be allowed to, to happen or not. We're spending a bunch of money, and so we will be releasing polls in a lot of these senators' districts, ones that we are worried might be tempted to side with the Democrats for their own political gain. And so we have got a bunch of stuff that will be coming out on Labor Day. One of the interesting things that we saw in the polling is that 59 percent of the Republican voters still approve of Ken Paxton, even after all of this stuff that has been going on. So if you don't live in Texas, you need to know that the establishment media, the fake news out there the traditional media have been pounding this stuff, impeachment, criminal, all these buzzwords, throwing an incredible amount of negative press onto Ken Paxton, and even despite that, the Republican Party uh, voters still want him in there, okay? In fact, 52% of them don't want there to even be a trial, they want the Senate to convene, and they want the entire thing dismissed immediately. The other interesting thing in this poll is that we found that if Ken Paxton is impeached, okay, so if the Bushes get what they want and they take out Ken Paxton, then Ken Paxton comes back and runs against John Cornyn in the Senate, he's beating him by 14 points, after the worst case scenario. Just to give you an idea of where the voters are and how sick of this they are, Um, they want Ken Paxton, they'll rehire him for any position that he wants after this is done, which is why, They want this impeachment to go all the way through to disqualify him from running because even today, after all of this, Ken Paxton is still wanted by Texas Republican voters.
0: Okay, so this is on top of, I think you told me the other day on the show, there was $41 million of negative ads taken out against Paxton. in the primary and the general, and he still won the – blew away the field in the primary and then won the Correct. general by double digits, I think. And, th- and this, yeah. in addition to all the media now, is is all about uh, crucifying Ken Paxson, yet the polling shows that Republican voters overwhelmingly support him?
1: 59 percent approve of the job. I mean, like total approval. And uh, it is a very small numbers. I mean, it literally tracks with what George P. Bush got in the last election, which was like uh, 20s, low 20s. Um, those people still don't like him, but they have not grown their support. It is not moving. Uh, people know this is a political witch hunt, and they're not for it. And I, and I just want, I want to throw Fran this out Rhodes, there too, Steve. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I just sure. want to throw this out. The Go polling ahead. that we're going to be coming out with are in specific districts. And so we are absolutely dedicated to let these politicians know before they take that vote that there is going to be heck to pay if they defy their voters and try and steal their vote.
0: So hang on for a second, Jonathan. Fran, do you get that also, even at the district, do you get, is the grassroots savvy here or even with all the negative ads and all the media coverage being, you know, get rid of Ken Paxson. He's a bad guy. Do the grassroots get the, the joke on Paxson? He's their guy.
4: They absolutely do, Steve. True Texas Project has 18 active groups all around the state, so we have monthly meetings in every one of those locations, and uh, the the grassroots activists there are so focused on replacing anybody who voted for impeachment. Um, Come the primaries, we've got a lot of things in place to try to help with that. But the voters are going to come out and defeat those uh, House representatives that voted for impeachment, because the voters still want Ken Paxson. He's a fighter. He's been, he's been you know defending uh, conservative grassroots principles at every level, and and the people know that. They they want him out there fighting.
0: Julie McCarty, where can people go to find out, particularly folks in the great state of Texas, because you guys are the tip of the spear in this fight. Where do they go to find out all the information about you guys, what you're up to and what you're going to do during this trial to try to combat this?
5: OK, so we have our website um, we've got articles under the news link um, about the whole Paxton situation. Um, we are taking people, um, like Fran said, on the 5th um, to Austin. We've got caravans coming from literally all around the state to meet us up there. Um, we're on all the social media. We're always talking about this. This is the hottest topic in Texas. Texas is, uh,
0: that's my last question. Is this the is this the is this the topic in the grassroots community in Texas?
5: hundred percent. We've got elections we should be focusing on, you know, we, the March primary, we should be focusing on those candidates, but we're distracted with this impeachment sham.
0: Uh, Julie McCarty, Fran Rhodes from True Texas Project. Thank you very much for joining us. OK, thank you. Fantastic. Um, Julie McCarty just gave you what it is, this is opportunity cost. Instead of focus on what we need to focus on, on 2024. We're diverted by this by the elites, okay. Billy Joe Shaver John Anderson, get thee behind me, Satan, for a reprise here. Short commercial break. The head of the Texas GOP, Matt Rinaldi and Jonathan Sticklin, will join us on the other side of the break. <laughs>
2: Couldn't pour my life, figure how to help myself. And I said... thought I died. Then I knew I wasn't dead. I had been buried alive. I said, get deep get behind, behind me, me sin. For I commanded in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You get deep, deep behind me, me sin.
0: Folks, let me tell you about Soul Tea. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants